Getting split. Getting split. Getting split. Getting split ready. For my wife. God rest her soul. God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's not dead. We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show. Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. Hello, it's Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant here with another episode of Getting Split Ready. And back with us, Jim Johnson, friend of the show. This is your second episode, so I think we can call you friend of the show now. Thank you. Um, Jim's a mediator, and that's what he talked about on our last episode, but is also a certified financial consultant or chartered financial consultant, certified divorce financial analyst, certified financial planner, all kinds of financial knowledge to share. And during a divorce, hugely important thing. And what we're talking about today is financial considerations for divorce. Um, I know my partner in crime, Mariah, is a certified divorce financial advisor. Really important designation. Can you talk to us a little bit about what is a certified divorce financial advisor? Well, uh, it's actually certified divorce financial analyst. Oh, I'm sorry, analyst. Yeah, and... um by, by training, uh, CDFAs possess uh, financial um, knowledge, and we also have some tools, um, which I believe are essential to understanding divorce and its economic implications. Uh, we practice in a lot of different ways. Um, I, for example, operate in the pro se space, and I use my CDFA knowledge only in crafting um, settlement agreements. But Mariah, for example, she will operate in a setting where um, she will do a, a situation where she is a financial neutral. And sometimes that's in a pro se setting, but it's also sometimes it's in a litigated setting. And some of us are, are attorneys that just use that to augment their knowledge and helping them craft fair settlement agreements. How do you become a certified divorce financial analyst? Well, there's a, a fairly rigorous um, uh, curriculum that you have to go through to do it. Um, I don't want to bore you with it, but there's a comprehensive exam that deals with all aspects of divorce. It'll go everything from you know property settlements to understanding at, le- at least at a generic level how the law works and how procedure works in courts. Um, if you're going to operate uh, yourself as a professional um, uh, witness would be the wrong word, a uh, what would you would call that, Mariah? A, I think expert. As expert witness. Yeah, an expert we got an attorney wit- over there. Expert witness. <clears throat> expert yeah, witness. if you're going to operate as an expert witness, you have to understand how all that works. Um, there, uh, tax planning and retirement planning and all that kind of stuff that that many of us have to know to make things work. What are some of the biggest financial mistakes people make? If I during at- divorce, I should say. There's plenty <laughs> of mistakes they make outside of divorce, but during divorce, if I had to look. If I had to say the number one, and it's maybe not the most grave, but it's how they deal with the house. That is the biggest mistake people make. And sometimes people get more attached to the house than they should be. I know that part of it. I mean, I'm a certified divorce lending professional, which is, I think, the sister kind of organization of yours. Yeah, that would be number one. I think number two would probably be... uh, what they do with uh, qualified plans, IRAs, 401ks, and pension plans. And in my state, we don't have, uh, you know, spousal maintenance, and we don't have alimony. And sometimes people do things 
in a panic that they shouldn't do. And what ha- like, how much can that cost them? Well, their federal income tax uh, implications for withdrawals from retirement plans prior to age 59 and a half, there's a penalty of 10%. Now, any, any withdrawal from a, uh, a, now these are for qualified plans, not only, it doesn't apply to IRAs, but if you're dealing with a 401k, if you take money out of a K, you can withdraw it. If you're the recipient spouse, it's actually the alternate payee is the term for it. But when they get the money, they can waive that, or the IRS will waive that 10% penalty, but it's still ordinary income. Yeah, and it could be 25 or 30%, and that money's gone forever. Wow. Can I use retirement assets now if I wanted to use them? Can I use them as someone who's going through a divorce? And is there, I guess what I'm asking you is one of the things that I see a lot is people miss a step or two in that process of taking those retirement assets and using them now and end up costing themselves that penalty. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that we as uh, CDFAs bring to the table because we can provide them with alternative opportunities and what they can do with their funds. And sometimes it does make sense to make a withdrawal because of that one-time uh, waiver of the 10% penalty at pre-59.5 distributions from qualified plans. Um, I think my experience tells me for the most part that's not the case, but uh, sometimes, especially if the sums aren't that big, that can create a transition package. Sometimes uh, on one side of the equation, uh, the, let's just call them the giver of that asset, might be more generous in another area just to help them get a house or something like that. One thing I wanted to make sure we asked you tonight is why and how is life insurance important during the financial planning process for divorce? Because I think it's often overlooked. Oh, my goodness. It is so important, uh, particularly in situations where alimony is required or do you call it alimony in Illinois or spousal maintenance? maintenance. Uh, In those situations and in child support, a payment of those sums is totally dependent upon the survival of the payer. And uh, if you're willing to support your children, you really would want to have sufficient life insurance to make sure that's, that's in place. And if you have an obligation to pay spousal maintenance, you would want the same. And wouldn't that thought process also parlay itself into disability insurance? Absolutely. Uh, disability insurance doesn't seem as obvious, but most people who work in corporate-type settings have group long-term disability, but it's usually only 60% of compensation, so it's not sufficient to be able to meet their obligations to their ex-spouse. So I think a lot of times people think about financial planning just in the context of saving and retirement and insurance. What about credit? Credit's a huge piece of all this. Oh, yes. Uh, And there's some things that you can't extricate yourself from. Um, Leases on automobiles, um, debt on automobiles, debt on a mortgage, uh, any kind of debt that you have communally. That I mean, the lender, uh, lender doesn't have to let you go if both of you are on those assets. And um, it's it's tough. And you know, you can have a divorce decree that says that you are going to make the payments, but that doesn't take the other party off the hook. So yeah, I can affect credit scores because when the credit score is looking at it, it's looking at total capacity. And it's still showing on their credit report that they've got that debt. Yeah, I've seen those scorched earth type situations yeah. where it, the impacts are for years. I know you've walked uh, hundreds of couples through this process as a mediator. What would you say in terms of financial preparation for divorce is really important? People who are in the beginning stages of the divorce process, what would they need to know? 
I, I'm going to come back to something I said before. They need a coach or they need a, uh, a trusted counselor who can help them, first of all, get their head together about what it is they want to do. Because, I mean, the emotional aspects of divorce are devastating for generally for both sides. And this doesn't just apply to one side. And once they got themselves balanced, then they need to talk to a CDFA if they can to look at all of the things pre-divorce. So when they come to the table, they at least can represent themselves somewhat. So you're touching on this a little bit. What are the different roles that a CDFA can play for someone? They can play a lot of roles. Um, one of them is it, if you're in the litigated setting, a CDA can, C, CDFA can be very valuable in you know, preparing to have their assets in such a position. Now, I don't mean manipulating their assets, but having their assets in such a position to where they can be able to represent themselves well in the agreement. The second part is, if mom and dad care about each other and you're in this divorce setting, then the, then the CDFA can help try to set assets in such a way as to allow both parties within reason to remain in their own financial worlds. And no one can do that like a CDFA. No one can do that like we can. Well, and in and, and talking about divorce, obviously things are splitting. You know, our name split ready kind of says that. Can divorcing spouses use the same financial advisor? Well, that's a conundrum. Um, and my default is this. Well, let me explain what the conundrum is. Generally, in every marriage, one of the parties brought the professional into the relationship. You're Either, saying previous to the divorce, during, right. during the marital time. Okay. Right. So at some level, if there is a level of distrust between the parties, that may not be able to be remedied with because there's a suspicion that maybe the financial advisor might be carrying water for the other person. My default is to try to preserve the relationship. And the reason for that is if you have non-qualified accounts, there'll be accounts other than IRAs, 401ks, and things of that nature, the other financial advisor is going to want to change the asset allocation and if they change the asset allocation, there's going to be sales. And if there's sales, there's going to be taxable gain. And none of that's necessary. So I attempt to, when I can, to meet together with the financial advisor and the parties to try to help them to preserve those relationships. The estate yeah. planning attorney also is a given. They, they need to keep that together. So, you know, I, we heard a lot of people working as a team. Well, thank you so much. Again, second show you've joined us for as fantastic information everybody listening out there don't forget certified divorce financial analyst i gotta write this down. How about that there That's you go right. i gotta write she educated me um thanks for listening as always you can find us where you get your podcasts or find us on our youtube channel for getting split ready and if you are someone that you know is considering or going through a divorce please go to www.splitready.com and take our assessment to find out if you are indeed split ready. And remember that you can get through your divorce with your finances, your integrity, and some sanity intact. And we really appreciate you joining us with our Split Ready podcast tonight. Thanks. Thank you.